You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Hello and welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. This is your host, Rick Franzi, and I'm broadcasting from a remote location today. And this business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m., heard exclusively here on Internet radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to take the time and listen to us live during our broadcast time here on octalkradio.net. The radio show is brought to you by our commercial sponsors, and we want to thank them. Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, Smart Business Bank, Sponsor, Smart Stop Self Storage. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, make better decisions. We do that by bringing you thought leaders and peer executives from throughout the this community. If you are listening to the program live today, being a live listener, is you can participate in one of the two conversations that I plan to have. If you're expecting to hear my interview with Grant Vollmer, co-founder of Balls of Steel, then stay tuned. He'll be on a little later in the program. My first guest is lawyer Brian J.M. Brian, welcome to the program. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's our pleasure. Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, Rick, uh, I've been practicing in Orange County in the business law and estate planning area for over 27 years. And uh, like most business owners, I was prompted to start my own uh, law firm because I was with a larger firm, and it suddenly disintegrated beneath my feet, and I decided with a couple of other guys never to let that happen to me again. So in 1996, I started my own law practice, and it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened. What's different about your practice? Well, uh, I've intentionally kept my firm small and what I call approachable. I noticed from a lot of my friends and colleagues in uh, the law and other businesses that there's a point where there's a service provider ends up spending most of their time managing their own employees and really not enough time spent directly with clients, which I believe is essential, and that's what I enjoy, so that's what I do. So my business model appeals to business owners who know that their key to their business success is really surrounding themselves over the long term with a key and intimate group of legal, financial, and accounting professionals. And we offer quality, but also practical legal and business advice and planning. And your law practice carries your name, right, Jennison? Yeah, Jennison Law. Am I saying your last name? Yeah, Jennison is the last name. That's correct. Thanks. Beautiful. Let's talk about your business philosophy. On the radio program, we say, what is your guiding principle? In other words, of all the things you've learned in your professional career, do you have an overarching belief system that you're using to guide and lead your law firm? Well, you know, in my business and estate planning practice, I think that there's just one word that describes what I think is essential for my success and for everybody else's. And, you know, that lesson is a lesson of communication. Um, High-quality communication from clients is a uh, absolutely essential and critical to both the clients and my success. Communication is sounds like such a simple thing, but invariably, especially in the wealth management area and family wealth management, um, communications with your trusted advisor can be a key differentiator, especially when things aren't going as planned in the market. 
Well, that's absolutely true, and you know, by high quality, I mean you know you have to be able to to talk to your client or your or your colleague or uh, your advisor with you know both the good news and the bad news. You don't want to get a call only when things are great. You want to get a call when things aren't going so great, and I think that applies to legal and financial pref- uh, professionals as well. And and I use that word high quality communication because we're such a digitally driven society today that I sincerely believe that you know really picking up the phone and or making an effort to sit down and and have a conversation with a client uh, about pertinent issues is absolutely essential. And uh, I think that you know offering that kind of model of you know true attention to detail, but also true attention to the detail of communication is absolutely critical. Brian, we're going to take our first. Um formal commercial time out here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, I'm going to ask you to share with our audience the seven huge mistakes. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to hear that from Brian and other things here on Critical Mass Radio Show after this commercial timeout. I got stuff to the right, more stuff to the left. Got enough stuff, but I can't take a step. So I smart stopped. It took a minute to think. I need a little better spot, not under the sea. With smart stop, I leave the stress at the door. Cause it's the smart old way to store. Smart stop bucks the system. Your first month's rent is just a buck. Your next three months are half off. Call 888-97-STORAGE and mention this station. Goodbye clutter, hello floors. Smart stop, the smarter way to store. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our first guest today here on the program is Brian Janison of Janison Law Firm. And for the break, Brian, I said I was going to share, ask you to share with our audience seven huge mistakes business owners make. That's right, Rick. And you know, the, the the funny thing about this story is that it's a true story, and it came about because a former client of mine had made um, nearly every mistake that I detail in the little 10-page book that I call Seven Huge Mistakes Business Owners Make. And he made a few more, which are not in there, but all of which could have been solved uh, early on by, again, communication, in this case, documenting his relationship with a minority investor and employee and instead of having it cost him perhaps $500,000, his lack of communication ultimately cost him $3 million. And the moral of the story is, um, and if there's nothing that your audience takes away today from me um, in our time together, um, I would highly recommend that they close the circle of uncertainty 
and take a close look at their relationships and agreements within their company. And that means co-owners. And if that co-owner is your wife, that's the co-owner. If that co-owner is a partner or someone else, that's the co-owner with you. Or if you have investors or shareholders that are relying on you uh, as an investment, um, making those relationships solid and communicating those uh, relationships are absolutely essential. Um, the other thing is, is if you're planning on doing a succession for your business into your family, to begin that process very, very early, and so that you don't have this this uh, chasm of what I call the the last. 20 or 30 degrees of the circle that's not closed. It's what most business owners don't think about, and that is, you know, what happens to me if I'm gone tomorrow with both my partners, my employees, especially key employees, and uh, my family if it's a family business. So, the, strangely enough, only uh, 45% of the clients that I counsel um, have these areas properly covered. So, if you're doing, if you're listening today and you haven't really thought about, you know, covering those areas that are those uh, operational agreements, those buy-sell agreements, those kinds of things that are always thought of last, my, I encourage you to uh, seek your legal or financial advice in closing that loophole. If someone would like to get a hard copy or a soft copy of your seven huge mistakes business on, yeah, they can do that by going to my website, and uh, that is www.genison. It's spelled strangely, but it's Italian, G-I-A-N-E-S, as in Sam, I-N, law.com. And if you just send me a quick email, I'll be more than happy to send you a PDF. It's a very quick read, but important uh, information that gets you thinking about the kind of things that you need to do to close that last uh, degree of, of, of the circle. Excellent. Can you talk to our audience about current business and employee trends. I'm not looking for legal advice. I'm just looking for an overview. If you could share that with our audience, I would appreciate it. Well, I think that the you know most business owners who have uh, you know over over one employee are concerned about the new health care regulations, and I think that what we're finding out. In fact, I got a, a missive from uh, an expert in the field today. It was saying that you know California, the state of California, is simply not prepared to implement these programs. The federal government is behind. I think they're going to roll out the uh, the requirements for maybe another 12 months. But uh, I think that what business owners can take away from this is, uh, you know, even though there are some requirements that will be coming down, it's really important to keep abreast of the health care requirements because I think that the uh, pro- project in and of itself is so massive that there will not be any uh, true accountability on it uh, under this current circumstances uh, that they're requiring, you know, by 2014. And the other issue is um, one of the most important things to, to get ready for in addition to the health care is to make sure that you do have your uh, employee manuals and procedures in place because uh, as part of that whole program, you're going to be wanting to keep close track of what's going on in the employee environment. Um, and there are so many um, new issues coming out like um, email and Internet usage and things like that. Some of the employment agreements that I've been working with have really begun to detail you know, even the use of personal devices at work and whether or not you can have access to those kinds of things. So it's so important for employers to keep abreast of what's going on in the workplace, uh, both by keeping um, track of what's happening in the healthcare and the other areas, but by also updating employment manuals and operational procedures and executive compensation style agreements uh, to keep to keep abreast of what's happening, uh, you know, in the uh, in the world on technology and and other new mediums that are um, affecting business both uh, adversely and successfully. Brian, you said you've gotten a recent update on the Affordable Care Act and kind of its current state 
within our state and kind of roll out across the nation. I'm wondering if you can think of your experience any website or organization that the listeners to this show might be able to go to to get kind of the latest status of the Affordable Care Act as it relates to the requirements that they have to comply with and the regulations that they have to be aware of. Right. Well, you know, the funny thing is no one really has the ultimate answer. What I'm going to be doing is posting a blog, and I'll put it on the main portion of my website. So even though it's not composed by me, I'll be putting some critical links in there. So if you just go to my website, thejenisonlaw.com, uh, you'll be able to create a one-click link to what I think is the, the latest updates on what's happening in the healthcare area. I think that's very beneficial, and I want to say right now, everyone listening to the show, either live here on Internet Radio Station, octalkradio.net, or through iTunes, Stitcher, one of the podcasting services that we use to beam our show out, um, visit Brian's website, because there is so much complexity about this, it really does require the CEO business owner to spend a bit of their personal time and professional time uh, researching it to understand how it affects their business. Uh, because it will affect your business in some way, and you need to know that as far in advance as possible. Kind of one final question for you here today, Brian, on the radio program, both coming from your law practice. How do you see it? We'll have you back maybe some point in the future on the radio show, and what's going to be different? Where are the growth opportunities for your particular practice? Well, I think that uh, with the baby baby boomers uh, coming of age just like me um, and beginning to either go out and start new businesses or really realizing that uh, they need to start making some financial plans for the future, the, the critical thing for people that have been in business and are seeking to get out even within the next five years is to begin that planning process now. Um, there are, you know, I'm seeing from business brokers and other uh, economists and advisors that I seek the advice of that the economy is really is really uh, changing for the better. People are coming out of the woodwork. People have money. Uh, business brokers that I know of have 30 or 40 percent more business than they did a year ago, uh, both buying and selling. So there are great opportunities out there. People are running leaner and meaner than they used to. They're using far fewer employees and probably keeping lower inventories. But the reality of the situation is that people are ready. When you see uh, four, 14 and 15 story uh, office towers going up in Orange County, who and these developers have the uh, you know the best and brightest uh, economists around, you know that things are changing. So uh, what I want to say to people is that the economy is changing. It's time to make Make some plans. Uh, don't let the uh, fear uh, generated by media or other reports uh, intimidate you. I don't think the Health Care Act is going to be as devastating on people as they anticipate. And uh, to go ahead and begin to make those plans for the future is going to be absolutely critical, but do it with enough time to do it right. That was very well said, and I, I appreciate you sharing that perspective with the listeners here on the radio program. One last time, Brian, could you give them how they would find you online, your website URL? Yes, my website is www.janison, G-I-A-N-E-S, as in Sam, I-N, law.com. And there's a lot of resources on there, both uh, from the business point of view and the estate planning point of view. You can get into the business succession and buy-sell agreement planning. That's a completely separate and fully developed website. So I appreciate your time today, Rick, and uh, encourage your listeners to get their uh, business and personal situations covered with me or someone else because those situations do happen, and it's time to, it's time to kind of close that circle, as I said before.
Thank you for your time. Thank you for being a friend of the radio program, and welcome to the Critical Mass Business Community, Brian. Thank you so much, Rick. It's my pleasure. Have a good day. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our second commercial time out here on Critical Mass Radio Show, broadcasting from our remote location here in Orange County, California today. And our second guest, Grant Ballmer, co-founder of Balls of Steel, will be our guest when we return. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. The Orange County Business Journal has ranked Commerce National Bank the 26th fastest-growing public company in Orange County, and they remain a Bauer Financial five-star institution. President and CEO Mark Simmons attributes the success to how well the bank treats its customers and employees. Commerce National Bank simply delivers personal service at a higher level than its competitors, while offering technology on par with the big banks. If your organization could use a new business bank, call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-3863 or visit them online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank, and they will handle the rest. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. There's something happening out there today. All across America, we're seeing encouraging signs of economic recovery. Businesses are once again thinking about new growth, and new opportunities are emerging. But it raises the question, is your company positioned to take full advantage of the economic recovery and the opportunities it presents? Maybe it's time to ask, how has the recession impacted your business model? Is your business as relevant as it once was? Should you consider entering new markets or expanding into new categories? And what do customers really value about their relationship with you? The golden thread through all these questions and the answer to each and every one of them can be found in just one place. Your brand. It's much deeper than your logo and much bigger than your advertising. Your brand is the enabler of your entire business strategy. Rikas Baird is a brand strategy firm that can help. They specialize in business branding. They've helped hundreds of companies from startups to Fortune 500 leverage their brands to drive growth. They can do the same for yours. It's really quite simple. Find out more, just visit brandingbusiness.com. That's www.brandingbusiness.com. And plant the seed for economic growth. 
Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. This is your host, Rick Franzi, and if you're listening to us live and you'd like to participate in the conversation we're about to have with Grant Vollmer, co-founder of Balls of Steel, find the community chat room section on octalkradio.net's website. Log in with your Twitter ID. This will connect you to our engineer, who today is Paul Roberts, back at the studio. I'm on remote, and he will bring your thoughts and ideas to my attention, and hopefully I might be able to work them into the conversation that I have planned on this segment of the show with Grant. So let's turn our attention to you, Grant. Grant, welcome to the radio program. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Grant, tell our audience about your background and sort of what you were doing before you co-founded Balls of Steel. Yeah, sure. So I think uh, the best place to start just may be the beginning. So... um I'll just briefly uh, describe who I am, and uh, essentially, I grew up in um, a little town south of Denver. It's called uh, Colorado Springs, a uh, small town, great to grow up in, not so hot to do business in, but it was a great time nonetheless, and, um, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been a business leader at heart, and, um, you know, I really noticed it at a young age, so when I was, like, six, uh, you know, all the other kids would go outside and play soccer, and I'd be inside studying, you know, business systems and product development, and just learning everything that I possibly could. So um, flash forward a little bit, when I was about 16, I really undertook my first business venture, and uh, it's a landscaping company, and so I went out and I got a few clients, and with, uh, you know, not being too intentional about it, I found myself a year later with uh, this large corporation with tons of clients and customers, and I was only 16. I remember the minute when I was really, uh, when I really realized that I was in business for the long haul. And it was when I was sitting at Starbucks, I had taken a friend out. And while I was sitting there in my head, I was calculating through, you know, what I was making an hour at 16, and the number was just staggeringly high for me at the time. And uh, I really was bit by the entrepreneurial bug. So through school, been a self, I was, I'm very self-taught. I went to uh, high school out there, went to Denver University after that. I moved to Beijing, and I lived there for a little while, studying outsourcing and globalization, basically. With uh, some of the top people at Microsoft and Coca-Cola, and that was kind of my formal education. Um, after school, I uh, moved out to uh, Orange County. I've been here for quite a few years. So love Orange County. It's great to do business in. <laughs> it's, it's just a, a beautiful place. And as soon as I moved here, uh, met some very powerful people in OC, which was a great thing. I won't name any names. But um, I was essentially able to come on as a, executive level manager for a, just a fantastic company where I was able to learn a lot about marketing, product development, and uh, just how to scale a business from really medium to large and also take a business from uh, small to medium. So I've had uh, quite a bit of experience here, and I've always had the dream to, you know, I've always, always wanted to start my own company. I was just kind of waiting for the right time. So about uh, two years ago, a friend of mine back way back from Colorado Springs we had grown up together. We're really great friends. We kind of went our separate ways, but we always stayed in touch. Well, I had received a call from him, and he actually told me about an experience that he had, and he was actually diagnosed with cancer. And so, you know, cancer is one of those things that you always hear about uh, from a distance, and you never, uh, you never really understand how, uh, how heavy the impact is. And so seeing him go through the experience, I was right there with him, and I saw the emotional effects that he had, and I was just incredibly inspired to help. And I've always been 
a big believer that the best way to do a lot of good in the world is through a good vehicle, and that, I believe that vehicle is business. So I really was inspired to help, and I was thinking about every way I possibly could. I thought about developing maybe a service, and we could you know, maybe donate a percentage to a certain organization. And I was at the gym one day, and all of these different insights I had over, you know, through time, but just all collided in just this beautiful thought, which was balls of steel. You know, we could engineer a product that not only supported testicular cancer, but we could also engineer it in a way where the company culture would do a lot of good and it would do a lot of direct good. So, and I'll go, I'll go more into that in a second. But essentially, that's what has led me up to uh, balls of steel today. So, yeah. Okay, so that's a very uh, good time to then turn our direction from your background to the current business. And what is it, people might hear the name, they may conjure up in their own mind what the firm might do, but why don't you set the record straight for us, Grant, and tell us what yeah. the firm does. So, so Original Boss is my company, and we engineer products that matter. So... Balls of Steel is they're whiskey drink coolers for a cause. And so essentially what they are is whiskey drink coolers. They drop the temperature of your beverage without diluting the flavor like ice would, and they don't destroy low notes. So real simple usage, you place them in the freezer, chill them for up to 90 minutes, they'll be activated right away. You place them in your drink and roll them around, and it cools your low-volume beverage like whiskey. You can also put them in scotch and white wine. And essentially, it'll cool it down without diluting the flavor. So it's a really great product. It's a simple product. And we actually use the product to directly correlate with testicular cancer. ask you, how do you do that? We do it in multiple ways. One of the biggest ways is with every unit of uh, Balda Steel Risky Drink Coolers we sell, we actually allocate 15%, and we donate at the end of each quarter all of this, all of this fund to MD Anderson, and this goes directly to testicular cancer research. Um, MD Anderson is a great organization down in Austin or down in Texas, and essentially, uh, we donate there, so it's actually directly influencing research for a cure. But that's not the only thing that we do. We've actually designed the packaging and the product in such a way that it helps. Lower, lower the barrier of entry of conversation around testicular cancer. It helps for it helps that? give people. Say, I'd like you to expand on that a little bit. I think I know where you're going with that, but I'm curious to hear how you position that, Grant. Yeah, well, so so one of the biggest things about testicular cancer is, um, as a society, it's something we just don't necessarily talk about, and so because it's not talked about. Um, a lot of people don't know that you, there's methods that you can self-check. There's preventative methods, and there's actually a very high, uh, you know, you can cure it if you catch it early enough. But a lot of people uh, just don't actually know how to self-check, and so they don't actually go and check, and it affects them in their lives in a very serious way. So with Balls of Steel, um, all of our marketing efforts that we have and even the packaging it's all it's all engineered in a way that leads or uh, conversations organically into testicular cancer and how to check and how to self check. So it's a really great way to lower the basically you know the kind of the the thought around testicular cancer. You know, in some minds it might pull up a negative connotation or something they may not talk about in a social environment. 
And uh, we really strive to be the catalyst around conversation, which is ultimately saving lives. So talk a little bit about the product, because you have a very specific application for the product. Can you tell me a little bit about how you came to realize this was, there was a market need for this and that you could address um, that need well with the products that you're selling? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, you know, I know there's a market out there, and I had known there was a market out there for, like, whiskey drink coolers. High-end whiskey or scotch and even white wine, you don't want to dilute the flavor with water, right? It ruins, it ruins the beverage rather quickly, especially if you're drinking, like, a high-end drink. And so there was these things in the market that were gaining traction rather quickly, and they were, uh, you know, like whiskey stones and stuff like this. But who wants to put, you know, rocks in their beverage? They were just engineered poorly. And, you know, amongst that, you put them in your freezer and they get this fishy taste. And so you place these uh, whiskey rocks, they're called, into your whiskey, and you have this fishy taste. And so, you know, being a fan of uh, whiskey myself, I always wanted to, um, I always wanted to cool it, but not with rocks. <laughs> so it was there in the back of my mind. We engineer balls of steel out of uh, medical-grade stainless steel. So it's the cleanest version of stainless steel you can possibly find. It's the highest quality. They're forged directly from it. And when these are placed in the freezer, they cool down very quickly. When you place them in your drink, the thermal transfer is very, very quick. So it's 600% faster in ice. Literally, when you put these in, they drop your drink down almost immediately. And if that wasn't, you know, if that wasn't enough, <laughs> that would be great. But they also don't pollute the drink, which keeps the quality of the beverage up. They don't destroy low notes. So how are you messaging and marketing balls of steel? How are you reaching your target audience? So we, we, we operate uh, very simply from one core uh, ideology and concept, which is your story sells. So, um, you know, we can far exceed any advertising or marketing budget by creating a, a great story. And, you know, when we were founding Balls of Steel, we knew that we were going to help people. But whether we were going to take this story and really share our company's DNA and story out loud was a question for us. So ultimately, we decided to take our story and we decided to make it public. And it's been one of the best decisions that we've made because uh, because of our story is so engaging and so interesting. We've been picked up by Maxim, we've been picked up by LA Times, and very and many large, large publications, Huffington Post. And so this is the primary way that we like to share with our audience and help encourage everything. So our story is our primary, our primary vehicle. So tell me, how has that exposure translated? Because we have a lot of entrepreneurs on the show who have ideas and have had strategies, and some of them have been very successful in getting exposure by large publications and, and um, celebrities, etc. So in your case, for Balls of Steel, Grant, how did that exposure in Maxim and the other publications that you talked about, how did that translate to your business? Well, we drive most of our traffic uh, through e-commerce. And so a lot, we, we capture all the traffic that goes on through, like, large publications, and we drive it onto our website, which is originalboss.com. And so on originalboss.com, we focus primarily on the product, but we also help, um, we also help consumers engage with the cause and meet others who are struggling. And on our website, we've been really strategic about um, having a powerful sales funnel. So anything that comes as a recommendation from, say, a blog, we'll get followed into our website. 
Grant, do you have other products planned beyond Balls of Steel? We do, and so this is one of the most exciting parts. Um, essentially, as an entrepreneur, um, one of the things and one of the key lessons that we learned with Balls of Steel is that it's really great um, when you get a customer, um, have additional products, and so expand your line. So we're expanding our line of Balls of Steel. We have some really cool options and different SKUs coming down the road. And just to give you an example, uh, we have colors coming of Balls of Steel. We also have different sizes coming. So this is a really fun project to work on. But Original Boss is the company that, you know, we've really developed around uh, Balls of Steel. And Original Boss builds products that matter. And so we do have additional products coming in Q3 and later next year. And I can't really dive into those right now, and I wish I could. Sure. They're extremely right. exciting. But each one has a story behind it, and each one does serve a cause very powerfully. Well, you know, this month our feature for the guests that we try to have on the radio programs are entrepreneurs who build a business around a passion. And you certainly mm -hmm. and your partner have that, but you also have layered on top of that a cause, a passion leading to benefiting a cause, which I think is even uh, kind of an additional step in connecting to the marketplace. Yeah, I, yeah, I think absolutely. a teachable moment that you gave us here on the program, Grant, is sharing your story, not hiding your story, but making it very public. And I really would encourage other entrepreneurs who have a, same, a similar passion, maybe for a different cause, with an interesting story that resonates, to really feature that in your, in your company. And it affects your culture, doesn't it, to have that story being so prominent? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think in, in the day and age where you live in, where really companies don't sit behind iron curtains anymore, we're really exposed to just things like social media and very active bloggers in a very hungry blogosphere, you can say. It's really important to, you know, be authentic as a company and have a DNA and have a culture. And, um, you know, we believe at Original Boss and Balls of Steel that we're going through a change in society where consumers are demanding that, you know, they only shop from brands and companies and firms that believe the same things they believe. So as a company, um, you know, don't hide. Be who you are. Be authentic and really stand for something. It would be the most powerful marketing method and is the most powerful marketing method that you can possibly do. I lead CEO peer groups for business owners and entrepreneurs here in Southern California as well as do coaching and strategic development with them. And um, a while ago we shared with them a YouTube video from a TED conference with the author Simon Sinek. And it sounds like a lot of what you're talking about, um, he shares your philosophy about people buy from people who think and believe what they believe. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, um, I, I have read that book, and I, you know, I read it a couple of years ago. Fantastic book. I would recommend anyone to read it. But, yeah, you know, um, being a, you know, I'm probably one of the younger CEOs in the block, and, um, you know, being really immersed in a younger demographic. I, I've also watched, um, you know, how shopping trends and, you know, kind of opinions of brands are really changing. And if your company doesn't really stand for something or doesn't have a culture, it's, um, it's going to be offline. And when you're offline and you're not engaged in social media, no one finds out about you. <laughs> and obviously, you know, marketing is changing very dramatically. And, you know, if you can really extend a marketing budget so, so far by just, you know, having a story and having something that you believe in and stand for. And so in our case, 
It's, you know, have great tasting quality beverages at the perfect temperature with balls of steel and supporting a cause. Again, if someone would like to learn more about your products and your company and the story, how would they find you online? Um, the best place to find us is OriginalBOS, OriginalBoss.com. You can pick up a set of all the steel and check it out, but you can also contact me. Uh, my entire team knows that if you uh, contact us through the website with the title uh, Critical Mass, they'll send that directly up to my office. So I would love to hear from any entrepreneurs, and I would love to give some advice where I could. So please reach out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have the offer. Now it's your opportunity to take advantage of him, and I assume that applies for the listeners who listen to our show via podcast, too, because we have seven or 8,000 downloads each month of our radio program. Does it apply to them as well, Grant? Absolutely, yes. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. I hope you will take him up on his offer. And I want to thank you for being a guest on our program and a, a member of our critical mass community. Continued success and and the good work that you're doing by virtue of growing your company, Grant. Thank you very much, and I'll keep listening. Appreciate it. Have a good day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Critical Mass Radio Show today here doing a broadcast, and so some of you have noticed a little less audio quality than what you're used to. It is not the radio station. It is the fact that I am on location here in Orange County and doing it as a live remote, as they say in the business. And so if it frustrated you, let me know that. Let us know that if you don't mind because the content was strong, then I appreciate your loyal listening. As I said, we each month. Uh, see about 8,000 or so downloads, and each month seems to be growing a little bit over the previous month. So thank you for those that are out there telling friends and business associates about this radio program, which airs every week live from 4 to 5 p.m. on octalkradio.net. The engineer for today's show was Paul Roberts. Our producer is Rachel Franzi. Our marketing communications manager is Kelly Faltus. And our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Until the next time we have a chance to talk here on Critical Mass Radio Show, let me say that I hope that all of your decisions move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show right here on Orange County's only community radio station. OCTalkRadio.net